Welcome to the Verdant Growth Daily, where we give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live echo. My goal is to help put you in the right mindset to live more in line with your own values and to change your life to make it more fulfilling, sustainable, and balanced with nature, all in just 10 unedited minutes a day. My name's Eugene, and this is episode 15. We have a new president in America. And so I don't want to talk too much about politics on this show. I don't want this to become a political show um, as much as possible. But I did feel that given the new president, I should give a little bit of my thoughts about Biden, Trump, and about how polarized America has become. Um, In general, I feel that politics should have very little to do with environment. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, I think that everyone loves nature, or at least some part of nature. I don't think there's anyone on this planet who wants the mass destruction of the natural world. I don't think anybody wants mass species extinction. I don't think anybody wants wildfires, destruction of the Amazon rainforest, or rising sea levels from climate change. Nobody wants any of that stuff. Everybody loves pristine nature, whether it be, you know, memories of hiking as a kid, or going camping with your family, or maybe swimming in the ocean, swimming in some coral reefs around Australia or Hawaii. Everybody has fond memories of nature, and I think almost everybody can imagine some part of nature that they love. So, in my case, I don't consider myself to be a particularly political person. Um, I don't consider myself to be very heavily liberal or conservative, though, as you can imagine, I lean pretty much to the to the left more than I uh, more than to the right. And I do consider the environment very, very heavily when I vote. So in my case, I don't love Biden. I don't think he's the best man ever. I don't think he's the best pres- presidential candidate we've ever seen. But given the choice between Biden and Trump, Biden had a climate plan. Granted, it wasn't a very good one. But it has gotten better over time as he has been getting a lot of pressure from a lot of climate activist groups. He's kind of been strengthening it over time. A talk for another day. Trump had none. He had no mention of climate anywhere at all on his presidential campaign page. He had no plan to tackle climate change at all. I think that Trump has also been dismantling a lot of environmental protections ever since day one, ever since he got into office, and he's been allowing more and more oil drilling on national park land. He also improved the expansion of oil pipelines and offshore oil drilling. He's eased restrictions on air quality and toxins released into the environment. So for me, the choice between Biden and Trump, as somebody who very heavily values the environment, it was a no-brainer. This one was, it was a really, really easy choice for me. I didn't have to think about 
what the other issues were. For me personally, environment is very, very important, and Biden was the clear winner in environment. Whether I am, uh, whether I consider myself Democrat or Republican, either way, Biden was the winner on environment. But now we've seen the events of the past few months, and I feel like we need to have a quick little talk about this. America has become very, very polarized, potentially more polarized than it has ever been in its entire history. If we wanted, we could blame Russian hackers and bots and very loud extremists um, from either side on social media and Facebook or Twitter's lack of action to prevent the spread of false information. I think that those things all actually do have a very significant impact on American society. But I also think that there is a challenge that falls upon us as individuals as well to become more understanding, to understand that social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, those systems are designed to surround us, to put us in a little bubble of people who agree with us, right? If I post stuff on my Facebook about climate change and climate change activism, more and more Facebook is going to put posts on my newsfeed that are also about climate activism, on the contrary, if I were to post a lot about climate denialism or like stuff about flat earth, then I would be more likely to start seeing more news about flat earthers, right? It would encourage more people to be with more people with similar interests to be around me in in my internet bubble. So that is something that I think everybody needs to be very, very, very well aware of. I think that there have always been very serious differences of opinions between Americans. And I think that there always will be. Heck, there are very, very serious differences of opinion between members of the same family. Learning to deal with people who are different is, to me, a part of being human. And thanks to most of our lives going online, where we are constantly surrounded by all these people who agree with us, the echo chamber of just people who agree with us, we're losing the ability to accept and empathize with others, despite having major differences in opinion. Now, I want to clarify one thing before I, I go any further, and that is that Acts or opinions that involve violence or hate speech or any kinds of discrimination should always be condemned. I am not suggesting we should try to be more empathetic of the rioters at the Capitol building or more sympathetic of racists. That kind of behavior is reprehensible and opposite of any kind of morally acceptable behavior. That is not what I'm talking about here. All I'm saying is that we have to maintain our own values, but we also have to accept that we shouldn't be trying to force those values on others. We shouldn't consider our values to be better than those of others. It, just because we think that our values are good, it doesn't give us the right to try to force them onto other people. 
we have to continue to live by our values, and we have to have open and respectful discussions with those of us who disagree. And then we have to let the other side decide for themselves. There's no forcing people into having different values. If they want to change, that's fine. If they don't want to change, that's also fine. As long as their values aren't you know, racist or sexist or violent or something like that, then we need to stop focusing on where we're different and we need to start focusing on where we're the same. We need to be able to have open and respectful discourse about all of these things. This is why I like pushing the environment and nature as a point of mutual appreciation. In the case of the environment, we are connected, I think. I think that most people are in agreement. We all love the environment. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong there, but I think that everyone loves nature and the environment, and we can connect on that. If we have a point of mutual agreement, I think it makes people feel less like enemies. Like, in my case, if I meet somebody else, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars. And if I meet someone else who also likes Star Wars, and we can have this awesome conversation about Star Wars and the, the new Star Wars movies, I can find out later that he's Republican or that he's a diehard Trump fan. Maybe he's all for the expansion of oil pipelines. If I have that point of connection with that person, I can start to think, okay, well, okay, I don't agree with him here, and maybe I don't like his choice of political uh, political candidates. But come on, we can talk about Luke Skywalker and, and whether we thought we liked the direction his character went in Star Wars Episode Eight, right? It makes everybody less of an enemy. I'm not saying that we should uh, forgive the Capitol Hill rioters. I'm not saying that we need to reach out and have conversations with people in the KKK or people that are racist or sexist or whatever. Those kinds of people have already have their mind set and are very, very strong in their opinions. But that is not representative of the entire conservative Republican Party. There are many Trump voters out there who aren't that extreme. People who just wanted to maintain some Republican values in government, who maybe aren't racist or maybe aren't supportive of fascism. Those people, they're hurting right now. And we shouldn't be laughing in their faces, or at least I don't think we should. I don't think that that's who we should be. We shouldn't be the kind of people that, that gloat over winning an election. I think that we need to show a lot more empathy and a lot more respect for other people. And I think that that's the only way that we move forward. And that's the only way that we repair this polarization that we have in America. Not everything needs to become a fight. Not everything needs to become a battle of, of who wins. This is a time that we can be reaching out and connecting with people. We can be taking advantage of this opportunity to, to win more support, not through telling people that they're wrong, but just showing them that we can be good people. Showing people that 
we can put aside differences and that we can come together. So maybe I'm just a dreamer, but this is something that I want to do. It's something that I think that everyone should do. It's time to start connecting. It's time to start getting closer. Not every Republican is a racist, violent bigot. And not every Democrat is a crazy, naive, tree-hugging socialist. We can find places where we agree. We're not going to agree everywhere, and that's okay. Maybe I'm just a dreamer, but to me, finding those places where we can connect and agree is the start to repairing the grand canyon-sized valley that has formed between our country. Baby steps. Taking little steps at a time and learning to show a little bit of empathy and a little bit of respect. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you want to come and interact with me live, then be sure to subscribe to my channel on YouTube and be sure to hit that notification bell so that you can be notified as soon as I go live. I don't usually go live for very long. I'm usually only live for about 15 or 20 minutes. But when there are people in my stream, if I don't interact with them directly while I'm talking here, then usually once I stop the recording, I'm in chat for a little while just talking with people and getting to know anybody who might be out there who might want to talk to me. Be sure to find me on social media in all the places down in the description box below or on the screen. Thanks again so much, you guys, for listening. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out.